0: It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
3: Matthias has carried us really, uh, uh, you know, the last three games, he's been tremendous. Some of the best, uh, best, one of the best three game stretches he's had, shooting percentages and making plays for us um, in key spots. Cornell he's, he's always makes that shot when you need it he made the two shots at Ohio State the end of the game and then he made the real key shot against Cornell to get the lead back and then a, one to put the game away he makes those shots but you know not he, he, just, he just didn't really have a good rhythm against that zone and uh, you know, that's going to happen sometimes, but the other guys picked up. I thought Jalen did a good job, made a couple mistakes, but he made some really good passes in the in the middle. He rebounded it and hustled back and made a really good block. So I thought it was a good game for him. But he got a couple looks, knocked some down. That's always a good thing. Militia podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe.
2: All right, what's up, Q Nation? Thanks for tuning into the Cuse Militia podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, as always, please share it and hit that subscribe button. I'm feeling a little festive today. I got a very dirty look from Joe, but that's okay. I can put up with it. I didn't run it past I'm Joe. <laughs> I didn't run the new open pass, Joe. That's okay. It'll get over it. Um, All right. Syracuse cruises past Northeastern 72-49. to And the old dogs from Georgetown, they're coming back to the Dome again Saturday, December 8th at 3.30. That, I'm looking very forward to that game. So um, we will get into all that great stuff. But first, now, you watch sports, obviously. Uh, If you are... Watching sports, the only way to make it better is to uh, throw some money down on it. You know, have some skin in the game. I mean, you've heard me talking about my bookie for quite a while now. And whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting over there at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy or gal that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing numbers on roulette. Then you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win. If you hit all three, you could turn a hundred bucks into six hundred bucks. There's a ton to bet on. All the sports, college basketball, college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, custom props, uh, even esports. It goes beyond sports. I mean, you can bet on uh, you can bet on politics. You can bet on what what Hollywood star is gonna what gender their baby's going to be. I mean, it's ridiculous. Everything's in there. um, So, uh, my bookie is one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I I recommend these guys because I trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. they got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week, and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Also, make sure you follow them, at betmybookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention and DM. Not to mention... They've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as new odds and props are posted. Log on to MyBookie right now and use the promo code QS25 and get that 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code QS25. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie. All right. It is the holiday season. And, uh, you know, there is one thing I do recommend this holiday season. And that is... Dr. Donald Staffo's book, Syracuse Basketball and Jim Beheim. Look, I don't do this because he's paying me. I don't get kickback from the book. I think it's a good book, and I think it would make a great Christmas present for another Orange fan in your life. Get one for you. Get one for them. Email him at dstaffo64 at gmail.com. And I'm getting it. one for
1: me.
2: Yeah, get one for Joe. No, I'm
1: so, saying I'm getting one for myself. Oh, a okay.
2: Well, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> Give for Joe anyway. I will have two <laughs> or three. Uh, uh, but email him, dstaff064 at gmail.com. He'll custom uh, sign it for you. And, I mean, this is a meticulous book. It took him about 10 years to to write. So, um, you know, are you busy, Joe? Am I bugging you right now? Is the show interrupting no. your uh, TV time? <laughs> no, no, not at
1: all. Sorry. Are you sure? Okay. No, just, I mean just, the Duke's uh, Duke's getting all they handle right now from Hartford, so that's kind of fun to watch.
2: Oh, excellent! Yeah, that is good. that is good to know. Um, all right. So, um, besides that, there's really no other updates. Um, I mean, did you see? Have you seen anything? There's nothing. It's very yeah. dull out there. It's very. It's been very dull the past couple days, ever since the bowl news. But, um, yep. look. So the one minute recap is brought to us by J.P. Mulligans. Uh, you know the deal. Every, every Monday through Friday, happy hour 4 to 6, trivia Tuesdays, every NFL game every Sunday. And, of course, they play every Syracuse game there. Go there, grab some grub, grab some cold ones, hang out with Q's fans. and uh, Yeah, yeah. And uh, if Nick's there, tell him to grab you some swag behind the bar, and uh, he'll hook it up. So go there. Good times. Now, <clears throat> all right, as we've discussed... On to the, on with the show, uh, the orange improved to six and two on the year, uh, spanking northeastern seventy two to forty nine. I th- they started strong for once. They got out to an early lead. It was promising right from the get go. They did uh, northeastern did close the, the gap a little bit, but um, you know we all know what happened in the end. Chuku must listen, Joe, uh, because he looked alive <laughs> at times, totaling eight points, two dunks, folks, two, yep, not one, two, two. seven wow. rebounds. Uh, a steal, three blocks. Chuku's play, I, in my opinion, should not be worse than this. It's the minimal I expect him to do. Or the minimum, I should say, I expect him to do. And I'm not trying to be hard on him. But he, this is where he should be at. This should be a mediocre game for him. Uh, so keep it up, keep it consistent, and then I'll be impressed. It was O'Shea Brissett, uh, though, getting himself another double double. That's his second of the season, leading Hughes with 21 points and 14 rebounds. He shot 46.6% overall. Hughes would not be kept down. He bounced back following up Brissett with 17. He shot 6 for 11 from the field and 3 for 8 from distance. Uh, the nice thing about having a guy like Hughes is that he can be there on the off chance. Tyus or O'Shea have a bad game, and it was right. Tyus last night hitting uh, one bucket for two points, uh, and Howard matched him. So uh, Hughes is definitely adds that spark, and um, it's nice to see. Uh, freshman Robert Braswell got his first points of the year, a three, <laughs> and then he finished with finding. Buddy Bayheim got a career-high 11 points. He was three for seven from three. And Syracuse finished with 20 assists, 20 assists on 26 um, hits from the floor So Excellent there And I mean I don't even know If you could ask for more than that And they killed <laughs> it on the boards 43-29 So Joe Here's my takeaway I guess If you juxtapose This Team to last year uh, When you have
1: Juxtapose s-
2: Juxtapose Compare
1: Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, That second word was way easier Wasn't it <laughs>
2: God Okay You you compare <laughs> You compare this to last year when we had, you know, a star player or something in the game that was off. There wasn't always another player to lift them up. I think Dolzai did it a couple of times, a but couple mostly of towards times. the end of the yeah. year. Um, in my opinion, that's what Hughes brings to this team. And we've talked about it, but I'm mean, going to continue to talk about because he keeps doing it. Now imagine if we could get to the point where all of these guys are firing on all cylinders and everybody's on fire. I mean, how difficult would that be if you get Howard back? I don't think Howard's 100%. You get Howard back to his normal his normal self, and everything is, is clicking. That'd be sick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're a lot deeper. We talked about it. So there's going to be games like this. And just to – I mean, we won by 23, right? And uh, yeah. Frank Howard and Tyus Battle had four points combined. So yeah. um, a lot of it, like, again, it's going to come down – we've always – it's always been our defense. You know, a lot of the stats that come down from this game come down from the fact of – the defenses that were played, uh, Northeastern started with a two, three and went to a three, two. So a lot of times you have to pass your way around. You can't go, you know, one-on-one against the zone. So you got to pass the ball around and that just a lot of times creates more assists. So I'm not really going to look at that assist number and and think that that's going to stay consistent and steady. But, um, looking at the other numbers, free throws are still a problem. Uh, but we did dominate on the boards, which we should against a team like them. Uh, but yeah, just it was it was a good game. I know Bay Bayheim, he talked about his press conference that he wasn't, you know, that we didn't play that good in the second half and there was a couple things he didn't really like, but to win by 23 and see some of the stats there with your key players like Battle and Howard, um, you know, it's only a matter of time, man, you know.
2: Yeah, he was a little he was a he maybe just a touch hard on him. I mean,
1: no, but that, I think he uses it as yeah, um, sure, you sure. know, like a reverse psychology yeah, motivation type totally. factor, you know. He doesn't want them to get on their high horse because they got on their high horse after Ohio state. And then they almost, you know, you know, they came real close against Cornell. Cornell. So you don't need to have that little emotional transition to where you get all, you know, a big head going into a team like Georgetown um, on Saturday that can beat you if you do that. So I think that's more, you know, the mental warfare, keeping them motivated, you know,
2: yeah, uh, Northeastern came into the game. They were shooting. We mentioned this, how kind of dangerous they were. Uh, yeah. th- they were hitting buckets, man. 48.3% from the field and 41% from three. Syracuse held them to 34% even in field goals and 21.4% from three. They were chucking them up. They just weren't going in. And like, yeah. co- and like Coach said, in the second half, it wasn't so much that the defense was great. It was that they just weren't hitting shots. And they were... Maybe they were throwing them up quick. Who knows? They were frustrated. They were trying to play catch up the whole time, and they just yeah. weren't falling. And sometimes that's your your you know that's the best thing that can happen. Yeah,
1: well, that's a lot of the times what happens um, when you're a team, a mid major team like this comes into the dome. You got to be able to hit your threes. Uh, the teams that have relatively beat have beat us when they shouldn't have at the dome or in a non conference game, it, they're hitting threes, and uh, that's what they needed to do. They came in, in the early and they hit a couple, you know, there's a couple of deep ones they hit. Um, but they had nothing inside. And as Syracuse's zone just kept creeping out farther and farther and making those three-point shots becoming more difficult and more farther away from the basket, um, eventually they started going cold. And then we, you know, got a lead and I think kind of took away their confidence. And, you know, that's kind of what happens in games like, you know, this is these type of games they either hit the threes and they're in the game. Or they don't hit threes, and it happens like this. So,
2: what was your uh, what was your take on Howard and how kind of flat he's been? Um, let me, first, let me give you these numbers, and then you can comment. Uh, Orange mm-hmm. Fizz, they did some some digging, and and they they've came out with some stats here. Uh, I retweeted it, and you can check it out on Twitter at Cuse Militia. Um, Syracuse without Frank Howard this year, they were two and two. We talked about that in um, the field goals percentage was 38.6, and three-point percentage was 20.4. With Frank back after those first four games for 4-0, and, oh, and in those last four games, 46.3% field goals, and three points have been falling at 37%. So yeah, um, a definite improvement with him yeah. in there. Now if he mm-hmm. could start scoring and doing the little things that he did last year, I mean, he was a good scorer last year. Right. Me no, he, he
1: he was, he was, I think that the one difference. Okay. So the difference between Howard and Jalen Carey, for instance, I think it's just a fact of experience and that Howard's used to running the offense. Uh, at times Jalen Carey, it looked like he was struggling to kind of get it going. Um, is he a good player? No doubt. But I think it just comes down to experience. And again, one thing, like you talked about, you know, having Elijah Hughes and being able to have that fourth score possibly, um, that we didn't have last year, Last year, we didn't have, Bayheim didn't have the depth like we talked about last year to, you know, kind of shorten the leash on Frank Howard and, hey, you can't do this stuff, you know? And um, Frank Howard uh, was missing some shots and I think he was playing a little frustrated, tried to make a little bit too much happen, overcompensate for not being able to score. And you saw that after that bad turnover, he yanked him real quick in the second half. And Jalen Carey came in and Jalen Carey is an athletic, hungry, hungry guy. I mean, yeah, did you see that block? That?
2: He came out of nowhere for that block. It was almost Hakeem warrish ish
1: Right. Like, and Hakim the whole Warsh-ish. thing is, is it might come down to the fact that what well, you talked about, maybe Frank Howard. Um he could be a hundred percent, but he, I mean, you can get good to go, you could be hundred percent, but then you still gotta work into, you know, game form, game shape, and get the rust off. So uh, I not think he's driving. still he, I think he's still just in the yeah. middle of that, but but you have Jalen Carey, who, I mean, you look at some of his stats, like you said, I mean, hustle stats. I mean, he had a steal. Um, I mean, Frank five Howard rebounds. had four, obviously, but he had the block. He had five defensive rebounds. I means mm-hmm. He's going down and he's helping the forwards and the guys like that who got bodies on other people. Um, and Frank Howard had none. So uh, you just see a, a younger, bouncier kind of guy right now that is trying to do everything he can for the to just fight for minutes. And uh, Frank Howard, he's just trying to trying to get the rust off. So eventually, it all worked out. It's every year, it's different with every team, depending on the turnover. Uh, you have three guys, four guys that you know were used to basically playing all the minutes, and now we have depth, and that's a good thing. But now we have to figure out the minutes, figure out the roles, figure out how it all gets put together. Uh, and I think that got a little delayed because of the injuries, but now we're starting to see what it could be. You know, well, and if it turns out Frank Howard twenty-two minutes, Jalen Carey seventeen, then that's what it is. You know, but it's, it's definitely a better effort than what it's been before Frank Howard was back. So,
2: yeah, absolutely. It's just more. It's it's more cohesive now. Everybody's kind of, you know, they know their roles,
1: and they're starting to find their way, man. Yeah, they know what the yeah. road. They saw what they did last year. They have a goal. Battle didn't come back for nothing. Brissett probably going to go after this year. So. And they know yeah. they know the kind of talent they have on their team it's just putting yeah. it together man
2: uh dollars eye he did grab um he grabbed five defensive rebounds yeah um he did a thing in there he what he played he played a good chunk of minutes at center too
1: 18 so minutes that it, well overall but overall I don't know if it was right. all center but either way no, you know that he's gonna go out there and he's gonna
2: but he did, he did some scrapping though he did his thing and oh you know, yeah the points aren't always uh, the points aren't always what we're all looking for because um, the, the little things that K, K, Kerry did last night and even Dole's Eye, those lead to points. My, yes, that, that was they my create points. Right, that was my frustration with Chukwu. He was not doing anything. He wasn't even he, he wasn't creating anything. He was he wasn't he was just a body out there. He was just a right. number. If
1: you're not scoring, you gotta, you gotta you gotta help somewhere you else.
2: Gotta do something.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, last night, I hope he keeps it up. But, you know, like I said, that I think that's the least we can ask from Chuku is, um, you know, eight points, okay? Uh, he, he, he seemed like he stayed out of foul trouble, but he did have four. Two blocks, a steal, that's great. Seven, yeah, seven, seven rebounds. rebounds. So, that you know, I'm fine Two with that. Two for four
1: from the free throw line, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, you know that can improve. With the whole, the whole, the whole team needs to improve on that. Sixty four percent. Yeah, Jalen
1: Carey for three. He needs to.
2: Yeah, well, I was. That's a good. That's a good one because I was going to mention that, and maybe he's got to stay after and, and get formed on. I don't down. Know, who knows? But he'll get it.
1: Yeah, we're all back rimmed, man. <laughs> <laughs> so he's. Just they we're all dead, him up dead on back rim, dead on back rim. Just yeah. take a little bit off. But he was probably a little lamped up.
2: Yeah, and you know, it's he's not he's. Hasn't been on the line a ton in, in that type of atmosphere. You got twenty thousand people watching you either. So, um, yeah, Syracuse is seven and zero all time against Northeastern. Tuesday night's game was um, their last matchup. Yeah, it was their last matchup since 07, and it's the fifth time in a row they won by at least twenty. So, uh, yeah. any final thoughts on the game, Joe? Northeastern. <laughs>
1: No, I just hope that it kind of helps Northeastern with their I mean we talked about it they were missing three players um that started pretty much every game last year and one of them is defensive uh the conference defensive player of the year and the other guy that broke his uh his wrist which I didn't know he's the conference player of the year last year so uh they were they were shorthanded last night and hopefully um yeah it showed. that game you know can yeah hopefully they'll help us out and they can you know, kind of dominate their conference like they did last year, and make it not, make it look like a better win than what it, what it would really look like with the players they had. So,
2: yep. All right, cool.
3: It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house, the best damn college sports fans in the nation.
2: I. You know where to go, at Cuse Militia on Facebook and Twitter. And after every game, I propose a question and ask for your thoughts on the game. Hit us up there, and the top ten make it to the show. But um, first, uh, I just noticed this, and it was eight hours ago. I, j- I had kind of a long day at work myself, and I know, Joe, you did. But <laughs> um, the Dodd Trophy, it's time to start looking forward to this. And what they're doing is their official – Their official um, Twitter account is asking Syracuse fans to retweet uh, and cast your vote. That's how you're casting the fans' vote for Dino Babers in the Dodd Trophy Coach of the Year. So I tweeted it at Cuse Militia. uh, I retweeted it. Go there, retweet it, and that'll count uh, your vote towards that. So go check that out. Um, uh, Let's see. What do we want to do here? What do you want to give some stuff away? Let's do that. All right. So here's one. Here's one. Oh, and, and um, I got the last three reviews, iTunes reviews. One person contacted me. Matt Hodgson, uh, he can still email me. I read his if he's listening, at Cuse Militia. And Brianne, I read hers. She didn't email me. At Cuse Militia, email me your address. I'll get that stuff out. Um, So here's one, and I don't know. What this handle is, Gordy, uh, Gordy, G Y U O R D I E. Who cares, right? He knows who I'm. He knows I'm talking to him. He says, "Me love it." Okay, it's perfect English, in my opinion. On on <laughs> iTunes, I think that's perfectly acceptable. Go to uh, so he's five stars. He said, "Here's the deal." So he's making a deal. He says, "Here's the deal. I give you five stars. I reviewed the podcast. You don't stop making them. You know what, G- Gordy, Gordy die." Whatever your name is, dude, deal. 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 It's a deal. deal. So, <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, go to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating and a written review if I read it on the air. We will uh, go ahead and, and you can email us at at gmail.com and give us your address and we'll get that stuff out. So, thanks. We appreciate it. That really helps us out. I know it's a pain hearing about it all the time and I don't try to be self-aggrandizing or anything. But, uh, <laughs> that was a
1: good one, Jordy. E- email, yeah. get your swag Ge- bag.
2: Yeah, there you go, Jordy. There you go, thanks, Joe. Yeah, no from. Yeah, yeah, you know, thank you. All right, so on to fan feedback. Here we go. Um, let's see. All right, hey, at our buddy Captain Patrick, uh, at Oil Cuse. That was a good warm up for G Town. Loved seeing Buddy score. Yeah. Um, good to get the confidence yeah. back after Cornell and Buddy finding his stroke a little bit. So, yeah. hopefully that trend continues, right, Joe? Yes, sir. Um at soup can 11, love this guy here. Uh good to see coach figuring out the rotation. I think Georgetown should prepare for a beatdown. Now, I like it. I like it, and it's time to just hate on Georgetown, you know why? Because yeah. it's that time of year where we play Georgetown. That's why. Uh pretty simple. Um and we'll get into that in a minute uh at the laugh lap he sends a gif says um tastes like victory which yes it did it did taste like victory very good at geo heater <laughs> at geo heater where you at uh great bounce back pascal made me eat my words lol everyone and i do mean everyone contributed great team win on on to saturday it's 9 21 p.m in georgetown still sucks Go on, <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Hey, now, it's okay to it's okay to eat crow, Gio. We've had to do it before. Yeah, he yeah, did too. The difference is being man enough to admit it.
2: Yeah, but you know what? I'm not eating crow on the Chuku thing. I kind of disagree. I I, whoa, I, I love whoa, how humble he whoa. is. What?
1: What? Kind of banged on him, dude.
2: I did, and I love Pascal. You banged on him more than look, I have. Look, you know what? I,
1: I've noticed that I left it alone because I've. He's I mean because you felt what
2: what what huh? you felt bad cuz I was too hard on him I was too no, hard on the beaver No cuz
1: I've just he is what he is I know we've he... seen it we've seen it for 2 years I,
2: what... I know I know I know But here's the thing you know I like Pascal I I I have just been rooting for him so hard and he keeps he keeps you know cutting me short man So
1: hey, Dude I'm sure it's nothing personal
2: <laughs> Well <laughs> <laughs> Well, he obviously listens, Joe. Oh, okay, yeah, cause he because dunked twice, cause
1: cause he, he dunked twice. Because he dunked twice.
2: Finally. Finally
1: wanted to make you happy. A little, you have yeah, two a, years.
2: a little tough love, and he listened.
1: So, a little or two years of it.
2: Oh, come on. We weren't that hard on him last year. No, I mean,
1: I wasn't, no. but <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's going on with you and Pascal. Oh, get out
2: of here. I'm not that hard on him. I just want him to be consistent. I don't think that's too much to ask for. Um, at Stevie's Wonder. This was badly needed. We absolutely need to start showing consistency. Thank you. And we yep. didn't, and we didn't play down to our competition here. Yeah, that's no. right. Uh, we did not play down to our competition and um, you know like Joe said they had some guys out, yada yada yada. But, you know what? Who cares? I don't, don't, yada, I don't yada yada yada. I
1: don't I don't <laughs> Oh, care. now. Oh, now <laughs> a wins a win, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> I well, they see. won
2: by 23. It wasn't like facing Cornell. I think this team was better than Cornell. What do you think? Yeah, I mean they didn't play better for this game. I'm telling you, I think... one, wait
1: till they get their guys back.
2: Yeah, that's what. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like that's why. It's I not the last that.
1: we've heard of the Northeastern Huskies.
2: Yeah, and um, uh, Roberta, she says, could not get the game in. Well, Roberta, maybe that's why hardly anyone left fan feedback. Because it was beat (laughs) last night. I was so disappointed. Um, TD says, oh, at JD's dad three, win big with battle, not the high score is a good thing. Buddy getting some time. Yeah. And Coach mentioned it. I think we retweeted something or you retweeted something from Nico Tamarian. Yeah. Uh, where he pointed that out as well—that Frank and Tyus were both pretty flat—and we still beat them by 23. And it's still early, folks. So yeah, yeah. You know.
1: Well, and going and piggybacking on that last comment too. Um, Which one? The real, the consistency one. Really, as long as we keep defensive consistency, then we're going to be in every game. It's just who's going to score, and right. if we get to the point where. You know, a bunch of them are kind of hitting on the same night. Then I just I feel bad for the other team.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I do think I do agree with you, Joe. That defense defense is our game, and
1: that's the most important. Yeah, it proved it last yeah, year in the tournament. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, totally. So um, defense is our game, and if if we can play defense, we can and we can keep the score low, and we can force them down to you know taking some shots late in the in the clock and. You know, it's frustrating. Yeah. It's got to be frustrating. It's a long team. They have the length to do it. They just got yeah. to. Well, just dude, gotta...
1: defense is effort. I mean, realistically, defense is effort, and that's more of a controlled thing, you know? So it's easier to rely on defense to keep you in a game than sure. offense. So, sure.
2: yeah.
1: I mean, it's just statistically is. Yeah. And that's what the zone does. So we got to get there. And that's the consistency that we need to at least stay in these games, and the offense will come. We got too
2: much talent. All right. Sorry, Joe. I wasn't trying to shut you up. I just thought you was were freaking perfect. done already. Um, no, it was so, perfect. <laughs> a former Big East rival, uh, Georgetown, head to the Dome on Saturday at 3.30. Uh, I believe this one's going to be on ESPN. The former legend and Hoya hater, former Hoya hater, I should say, uh, 50% of the Louis and Bowie show, uh, Louis Orr returns to the Dome as a Hoya. And, you know, it's a little disappointing, and it's a little sad, but the man's got to work. So, um, <laughs>
1: Seriously, guy's trying to be a coach, man. Come on.
2: I know, but come on. The Hoyas? Come on. Jeez. Why didn't they hire him? I, that's a good freaking question. I don't know. Didn't they just retire his jersey like not that long ago? Yeah. Sh- he should have got in then for an interview for crying out loud. What the hell? Uh, when they <laughs> spelt Roosevelt Bowie's name wrong on his freaking jersey. That's the history yep. of that. Um all right, these fools are seven and one. They've only played away from home once this year. Their single loss was to Loyola Marymount, eighty to eighty-eight to eighty, and that was they were at home. They're shooting forty-seven point three percent field goals and thirty-six percent um, from behind the arc. They got they got a couple of shooters that are that are well into averaging double digits a game, and two that are on the cusp of getting into du- double digit averages per game. So, Joe, I'm looking at these I'm looking at their their schedule this year so far. A lot of yeah. high scoring games including their opponents. So, right. you know, I mean, Richmond, the Richmond Spieters uh, scored 82 on them and they only they they won 90 to 82. Yeah. You know, Liberty U, they won they beat them by 10, 88 to 78. So, is their offense really good? Is their defense really bad? Well, what's going on?
1: Uh, it's a little bit of both. They play really, really fast. Um, I think a lot of their record just has to do with who they played last year. If you remember when we played them, uh, they were undefeated or they were around the same record. They
2: were undefeated. I believe that game went in overtime.
1: Yeah. We ended up winning by 13 in overtime, but they ended up the season 15 and 15. So a lot of that just tells me that they just had an easy nine conference and that kind of looks like it to be the case. I mean, they did win a game what at Illinois, which, I mean, that's a, a, yeah, a solid game.
2: That's your signature win, Illinois. Uh, I mean, there's South right. Florida's on here.
1: Right, but based upon, like, I looked at Ken Palm. Ken Palm, we moved up, uh, or we stayed the same. I, don't, I keep forgetting every week, but we're 18th right now. Um, He's got us at like 31 uh, adjusted offense and uh, I think top 10, nine or seven or something adjusted defense. But he's got Georgetown at 93 and um, they're just not a very experienced, complete team. Uh, It's Patrick Ewing's second year as a head coach. And uh, he um, he actually got the best recruiting class last year since 2015. The problem is that he doesn't have a lot of talent. Um, from last year returning, so the expectations really aren't that high. Um, They did return uh, the senior, Jesse Govan, uh, 6'10", center, who averages 19.5 points per game, Mm, 7.5 rebounds. He's been their leading scorer five out of the eight games they played. Um, And last year when they played, he scored 21 points and had eight rebounds. So uh, he's the leading scorer that game, I believe. Um, But this team is filled with basically – um, just young guys. Uh, Jamarco Pickett, uh, sophomore, 6'8 guard, um, averages six uh, points, five rebounds. Uh, he played in last year's game, did okay. Um, senior, Trey Morning, Alonzo Morning's son, 6'9 forward. He averages nine points, six rebounds a game. And uh, Jagan Mosley last year uh, scored 20 points against us, but he uh, is actually kind of far on the depth chart, which kind of makes me a little weary because – they have three freshmen that play them, play more than him. And, uh, their best freshman, he was a top 100 player, uh, James Jinko. He's six foot averages, 14 points, five assists. And, um, I don't know if you remember that, that guy, Matt McClung, I sent you a, a, a video yeah, he sent me a highlight just,
2: or whatever it was.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a six, two guard. Uh, uh, and he's a freshman as well. He averages eight points a game, but he's, uh, a pretty electric player. Um, he's all over the internet with his dunks and the fact that he pulls out some dunks that a 6'2 white guy probably shouldn't. But nonetheless, um, he's on the team as well. And uh, they have another freshman, Josh LeBlanc, 6'7 forward, who's averaging nine points and seven rebounds. So, I mean, that last you mentioned, Liberty, they won by 10. I believe they had somewhere close to 10 or 11 players that's, that played over 10 minutes in that game. So it just seems to me like he just. Patrick Ewing's still trying to figure it out, too. He's trying to figure out his team, and um, he subs a lot. And they play fast, they play loose, so there's a lot of turnovers. Um, And, yeah, I mean, that's basically what we're looking at, you know. We got that one guy, senior, Jesse Govan. Other than that, it's kind of pretty much a crapshoot. So it's going to be interesting to see how these freshmen and some of these younger guys um, can play against this zone because it's a lot better than what it was when they played them last year.
2: So how's Campbell? <laughs> because they scored 85 on him. I mean, I'm just curious. You know, be- um, because yeah. they give up a ton of points and right. you know, that's it, it, it's going to be whether or not we can capitalize on that, but you know, they can play as fast as they want. I think if they what do you think? What do you think? They it, Syracuse is going to be able to slow them down. There's no doubt about it. But
1: Oh, yeah, they're going to have to.
2: Yeah. I mean, if they're gonna, if 15th? they if
1: they plan on playing fast, they're gonna be taking bad shots. And yeah. looking at some of their height, I mean, they got some big guys, but uh, I mean, overall, we should be pretty close in the rebound battle. Um, what are I they think averaging
2: just- for turnovers a game? you have any idea? It's not fifteen, is it?
1: Fifteen? Well, I don't know. That's no. a lot of turnovers no. if it is, though. <laughs> no, no, no,
2: no, no. Um, well. My point is, is that if you're going to try to play fast against Syracuse in the dome on Saturday at 3:30, I mean, you might get away with it for a little bit, but eventually, that length's going to reach out, and it's going to be, it could be a disaster for them. Right. You know. I saying? mean,
1: I guess, I guess, really, it just comes down to how their freshman guards play. They rely a lot on. Their freshman guards, uh, James Ajinko and Matt McClung, they both—I mean—they both started against Liberty. They've started the past couple games, and um, I mean, you're starting two freshman guards. It's—it's uh, it's really a crapshoot. I mean, they're talented, absolutely, but this is the first time they're going to be playing against a zone like that. And they're six foot six two, so right. Definitely. I mean, they're going to be smallest guys in the court. Yeah, like the like the whole game. So yeah, well,
2: um, uh, what's his name? Matt, um, what's his name there from? From Cornell. What was his name? Oh, God! Come on, come on, Matt Morgan. Gorman. Matt Morgan. Morgan. Matt Morgan. Six one. Said Gorman. Oh, did you? Matt Morgan. Yeah. Six one. So, um, yeah. Well, all right. So. I
1: mean, I, I would I would guess that this line's gonna be around eight or nine. I mean, it's probably gonna be single oh, digits, behind high that's seven, eight, nine. That's what we're gonna What's do that?
2: when the line comes out, Joe. You're gonna tweet. You're going to tweet it. You're going to tweet your pick okay. out. Okay? Sounds good to me. Sounds so good to me. That yeah. way there, we got you got the line. You can tweet your pick out. And, um, but this go ahead.
1: The good thing The good thing that I saw is, I mean, and I don't know what, what you saw, but it doesn't seem like this team has overly got really like a crazy like sharpshooter or like some guy that, no, you know, their three-point shooting doesn't no, look.
2: Govan. Govan, whatever. I mean, he's the big right. guy in the middle, and he's just putting stuff back. It looks like. And that worries me. I'll tell you what, a, a big center that knows what he's doing worries me more than um, an Alonzo Morning or a, a Jenko. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's last year. That's what he did. I mean, they kind of beat them up down low. I mean, that's did why I say it Alonzo was Alonzo Morning, by the way. Oh, uh, Alonzo Mourning is uh, his son plays for the team. Yeah, I know. So. I hope I,
2: I think I said Alonzo Mourning. I meant just oh, well, Mourning. Whatever. I mean, he's
1: six nine and he rebounds up there. And I get uh, the freshman, the six seven freshman, um, Josh LeBlanc. He he's a pretty good rebounder too. So we're definitely gonna have to get bodies <laughs> on people. And um, last year they definitely they wore us up. They wore us down. Um, we got lucky because I believe they're. Uh, we came power back forward. in that game too. Yeah, I mean, we came back in that game, and I believe their power forward Derrickson because they were killing us with the high low with their their power forward and in, yep. in the center uh, Govan. I think Derrickson. I think he. Um, I want to say it's his name. He fouled out, and ever, after that, it was a completely different ball game. So uh, they exposed us last year, and they're probably going to try to do the same thing. Um, so we got to kind of stop that, and I wouldn't be surprised if we actually do. Kind of make that effort and see some kind of make them hit a couple threes, you know.
2: Yeah, I don't know what Lewis Orr remembers about the two three zone that he can pass on to those guys, but you know he played for Jim Beheim and he knows the deal.
1: Yeah, so well, when four out of your top eight minute guys who play the like top minutes are like three of them are freshmen and one of them is a sophomore, um, it's tough. They haven't seen the zone, so yeah, it's tough. I mean, you're asking those guys to go out there and figure it out, you know, and that's what it's going to be. So if we can just jump on them in the beginning, like you've mentioned, all these other teams have scored so many points on Georgetown. We just have to go out and we just have to just kind of just put the pedal to the metal. And if we can do that, we should be able to get a good lead, not allow them to kind of feel themselves out and kind of maybe put them in a quicksand situation where it's just, they don't really feel like they're ever going to be able to take themselves out, you know?
2: Yeah. So, all right, well, that is all. Uh, thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for going to iTunes and doing that. Um we appreciate you guys for that. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate the uh, the interactions on social media. Y'all know that the the email at QS uh, Gmail or yeah, okay. Uh, hold on. We'll edit that out. Uh at gmail dot com is always open to you guys and we um you know, questions, comments Uh, Suggestions, whatever you you got. It's always open. So, um, uh, you know, thank you, J.P. Mulligans. Thank you, Shopping Town Barbershop. And thank you, my bookie, Armchair All-Americans. You folks, again. And uh, that's it. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. Be Georgetown. Oh, that sounds a Thanks
3: for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast. It's a little... The Fan's Voice with Sean and Joe.
2: It's a little light for uh, right after the beat Georgetown comes in. But, tis the season. Stop shaking your head. Stop. (laughs) Jeez. It's Christmas time, man.
3: We're driven by the
2: search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. indeed.com slash match terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed
1: the nba finals are heating up looking for hot takes on all the postseason action the old man in the three presented by bmw is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage host and former nba sharpshooter jj reddick not only has a plugged in perspective on the action from his time in the league but he's also announcing the games in real time for espn